Date of recording, the 11th of March, 2020. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media, the weekly podcast series in which me and fellow guests talk about certain topics within the entertainment industry. For episode six, we're talking about YouTube and for this week, we have Connor Dunwoody. Hello, Connor, welcome to the show. Hello, Vadon. thank you for having me today. Of course, so we've known each other for half a decade now, so do you just wanna explain oh, yeah. how we know each other? So me and Vadon actually met back in high school. So well, we went to Nice High School down in St. Augustine, Florida together, and we met through the TV production program um, where students are actually capable of, you know, learning the ins and outs of how to, you know, work in film and journalism and stuff like that. And um, over the years, we've just gotten close to know each other. Um, we've gone to several competitions against other schools in our nation um, and to compete in film and stuff like that. And just over the years, we've, you know, part and gone our own ways and continued learning and doing what we love to do, you know. Right now, um, I am with Arizona State University, and I'm just studying my general educations with them right now. Um, I believe I should be finishing up with that soon. Um, but with those credits that I'm learning with them right now, I'm gonna transfer into, um, I have like two other schools that I'm looking into where I can actually start learning um, my major in uh, motion picture arts. Can you just describe <laughs> your YouTube channel and what you do on there? Oh yeah, I do series of sorts. Um, I do challenges, public pranks, um, daily vlogs here and there. I have a total of six videos in a series that I'm gonna be putting out back to back within the next month. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and you've made short films before, right? Oh yeah, a couple of them on Amazon um, under uh, the name of Sight. All right, so this week's episode is about the recent fiasco that happened, uh, I believe December, so like three months ago with YouTube yeah. and it getting fined because of children. It is illegal to collect data on kids under 13 and YouTube got fined because so many kids under 13 used the platform. I mean, we, we, we've done that. Like we lied about our age to get YouTube and it's gonna sound old, but we lied about Facebook. Exactly, yeah. Once the company, you know, gets caught up in all of that, they tend to get in trouble basically. Yeah, I mean, for our age group, it was Facebook. I think for today, it's like TikTok or something. TikTok and YouTube, basically kids lying about their age just to be able to be a part of the platform. How old were you when you got a YouTube account? I think I was probably around 14 when I first started, but I did find this out. I did have a, another YouTube channel back in like 2011 or something like that. So I was 11 years old when I first started watching and using YouTube. So just imagine the kids nowadays, that how old they are listening and watching YouTube videos. Oh my gosh. For me, it says joined August 30th, 2010. Oh my goodness. But now you've been on the channel, on the platform longer than me. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't even know what YouTube was until I was eight or nine. Yeah. Different times. Exactly. Times were different. <laughs> different times. As a person who like, you know, posts YouTube videos as a creator, I noticed that whenever a person has to upload a video onto this platform now, it asks us, um, is this video created for kids? And you have to answer yes or no. And here's the catch. If you answer yes, it is made for kids. Kids are capable of watching it. Kids are not allowed to be advertised to. They're too young to understand that you know, that they're being advertised to and that they're trying to be, you know, they're trying to buy a product of some sort, you know. Therefore, you lose the ad revenue of that video if 
it is made for kids to watch. But if it has like foul language or, you know, graphic content and such things, you're not capable, you know, it's not capable of being watched by kids. Therefore, you have to answer no. And you're actually able to therefore earn money on that video. So it's a little bit more complex than how it used to be. You could just upload a video and anybody could watch it. But now YouTube has taken it into their own you know, hands. And since they're a liability for all this and actually making sure that the content that's on their platform is suitable for kids. And I know it affects a lot of, you know, big channels like, you know, for example, the Ace family, they mainly have an audience of younger kids. So I, I know that YouTube is not going to be able to pay them as much. A good example I can think of is, I don't know if you know about them, but Ryan's toy reviews. I think I've seen a couple of their videos before. Yeah. If it's made for kids, then you can't get any comments and the subscriber base won't, won't be notified about these kid friendly. Yeah, they videos. can't they can't be told that, you know, you just published a video. And so do you think that YouTube is at fault here? It honestly is up to the parents for, you know, if they want their kids to be actually watching the things that are on YouTube, because there are some dark sides of YouTube. I'm yeah, not gonna definitely. Lie. I think YouTube is actually being beneficial and I think they're actually helping the platform so that kids aren't seeing a bad side of YouTube and they're actually keeping them safe in a way, you know, but I feel like YouTube did have, you know, they were in the wrong in the past for letting this slip aside. But now I think they're actually taking it into their own, own hands. And there's it's a win-lose situation for sure. Basically. And there's this thing called YouTube Kids, which... Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that, YouTube Kids? I think it's a really, a really cool new thing that they've been trying out. I don't know how long it's been out for, but I know that it's definitely a better way for kids to use YouTube since, you know, it is a way that we are, you know, watching things how we are with netflix you know with tv shows this is how we're watching our fun content you know i i have heard the parent argument that parents should be monitoring what their kids are watching but that's not always possible yeah i know i think that in the youtube kids actual platform there is a way that you're able to i i could be wrong but i think it's capable to be linked to a parent's account kind of how it is with a netflix account um, so that they're able to, you know, view how many hours they're spending on their, you know, the kids are spending on that account, basically. So I think that, you know, it helps out in a way, but it's still up to the parents to be able to supervise what their kids are actually watching, which could be, you know, kind of difficult for them to keep up with. Yeah. In a way. I have a lot of friends who have younger kids or family friends who have younger kids. They just, they just give their kids like an iPad or something and say, okay, go yeah, watch some YouTube. Go for it. And so do you think that this is going to discourage kid-friendly content on the platform and all we're going to see is people dropping F-bombs and whatnot on the platform now? I'm a, not too, like, you know, I'm not afraid that it's going to discourage people from creating kid-friendly content. You know, we have, you know, channels that are designated, like, to create stuff for kids to watch. But I feel like... For example, like David Dobrik, his content would not be that suitable for a younger audience because that's that would mess up the flow of his type of content, you know? So he sticks like, for example, he would stick to a certain type of content. He's not really gonna change it up because he would lose his, you know, subscriber count. And I hope it really doesn't make the platform in general die off. I don't think it will, but you never know what could happen later down the road and how people use it, you know? I mean, do you get monetization money from YouTube? I'm not gonna lie, I do 
earn revenue back from YouTube. It's not a lot um, since I am still a technically called a small YouTuber. I still do get monetization for all of my videos since they aren't suitable for a younger audience. Uh, do you just oh, yeah. <laughs> do you th do you think in general it's just become harder to earn money on YouTube? I will say it has been hard to earn money through YouTube, just the platform itself. People are getting smarter nowadays with the way that they're, you know, advertising to people on the platform. For example, instead of just allowing the ads to earn money for you that play at the beginning and or the middle of your videos, people are actually getting sponsorships. Uh, so any final comments you want to make about what we talked about with YouTube? I think it is definitely a bold choice, but it is for the better. It's a good decision that they're actually taking on their part to do, which it's taken them a while to figure it out, but you know, now or never basically. So I'm glad they actually took the part of making that happen. You know, oh yeah, I, I, I Instagram agree and Facebook do that next. <laughs> yeah. All right, Connor Dunwoody, thank you so much for being on this episode of Let's Talk Media. Of course, thank you for having me, Vidan. Of course, glad to have you. And that, folks, concludes this episode of Let's Talk Media. Before we end this episode, I just want to thank Kevin McLeod for providing the music to this episode. This specific song is called Special Spotlight. So I just want to thank him for that. Just need to clarify that Kevin McLeod does not endorse this podcast in any way. He just allowed me to use this song through licensing. So thank you, Kevin McLeod. And that concludes this episode of Let's Talk Media. Tune in next week because I will be talking about representation with my three guests, Fariha Abrar, Jessica Cook, and Jay Singh Nanda. So tune in next week for Let's Talk Media. Blooper one, Disney Plus. Bob Iger actually graduated from my college. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. There was this whole joke that he should make Disney Plus free to all Ithaca College students. Oh my god. That would be hysterical. Yeah. Oh my in, god. In my media class, we were giving a presentation on Disney Plus. And in the middle of that presentation, the news broke. Bob Iger steps down as CEO. Oh, wow, perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> Blooper 2, Connor's Midlife Crisis. I'm just, I'm just wondering what happened to that series a few years ago. I think you pitched it. It was like the truth or something with Connor Dunwoody. Oh, the meaning of life or something like yeah. that? I can't remember. Yeah, I... I feel like I was going through like a, a midlife crisis in the process of making that, and I <laughs> I started making <laughs> I started making it, and then I was like, yeah, this isn't turning out well. <laughs> a midlife but, crisis at 18. That's a mood. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, you know. <laughs>